modern jazz, grooves, arts, talk, bebop, funk, blues, big bands, cool jazz, gypsy swing, Latin, trad, hip hop, arts, talk, world fusion, soul, Cuban, cool jazz. 89.7, Eastside Radio. It's 2 p.m. here on Eastside Radio, 89.7 FM. My name is Ira, and I will be with you for the next hour playing a mix of jazz, swing, reggae, and soul. Comedian Kate Harris has recorded a comedy skit for us, which we will play during the show later on. And in the second half of the program, we will also hear a text score written and performed by artist Ivan Cheng. More about all this later on, but let's start with some music. Let's start with a tune by Nina Simone called I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel To Be Free. This track was recorded at her 1976 live gig in Montreux in Switzerland and can be found on Nina Simone Live in Montreux album. I know 
That was wonderful Nina Simone with I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel To Be Free. This track was recorded at her live gig in Montreal in Switzerland and can be found on Nina Simone Live in Montreal album. You're listening to Eastside Radio 89.7 FM. Coming up next is a comedy skit by a Sydney-based comedian, Kate Harris. In preparation for today's special Christmas show, I've got in touch with Kate and asked her to record something for us. The next 10 minutes of a comedy skit is a play where she is playing an Australian radio presenter who, after numerous unsuccessful relationships, falls in love with a cockatoo. That was Andre Rio with his rendition of Must Be Santa Claus. Join us next week on the program when Fritz Boyd Fabin will be in the studio, delighting us with a very special rendition of Handel's If I Had a Hammer. Until then, may the sweet lullaby of Puccini's Jingle Bell Rock guide you into a very pleasant Chrissy. This has been Joycey J on LMNOC 97 point... Oh, God. Sorry, everyone. I just have to take this personal call for a moment. Hello? Well, I don't know, Jeremy. Well, I don't know what I feel like for dinner. Well, why don't you make it? And I'll make up my mind when I look at it if I feel like putting it into my mouth. Okay, bye. Jeremy, aren't you forgetting something? I love you too. Bye, doll. Sorry about that, everyone. That was my boyfriend, Jeremy. We've been together for three years and broken up 17 times. He has been very supportive through my lawsuits, though. Oh, my God, it's too ridiculous to even talk about. But long story short, when I was in my early 20s, I had two very broke, very needy boyfriends who both required surgery. Now, I was a burgeoning medical student, and I'm a hands-on learner. I learn by doing, not by something I've read in a book. So after extensive medical research and some very informative VHS video tutorials, I offered to do the surgeries for them free of charge. Well, now supposedly Marcus is having problems with his rectum. Really, Marcus? After 17 years, right when I'm a big radio personality? Hmm. 
and Rick is having trouble seeing. Now that did happen during the procedure, but we did it at your house where you have a Persian Himalayan cat. And you know I'm allergic. Hello, eyeball plus scalpel plus sneeze. It's bound to end a little bit messy. Now both of these lawsuits have just resulted in two giant pains in my ass, And I don't know, you know, given the chance again, I'm not sure I would offer surgeries as birthday gifts. Now I don't know why I'm telling you all this. <laughs> I guess I feel I can trust you. But I haven't exactly been faithful to Jeremy. Not by a long shot. I know, it came as as big of a shock to me as I'm sure it is to you. Joycey J, radio extraordinaire and infidel. I mean, it's not what I dreamed of becoming when I was a child. But what are you supposed to do when you're with someone whom you half love and you half despise? Someone who can only give you 7% of what you need. I mean, I was bound to find the 93% elsewhere. Now, Jeremy and I had been in a committed and loving relationship for seven days when I first met Pierre Latrance, an oboe virtuoso from Paris. Pierre had magnetic hair, literally something about a wet toaster accident as a child. His hair would stand two feet on top of his head and it would sway every time he walked by a refrigerator, just like something out of a Peter Weir film. Then after Pierre, there was Professor Holden, who was without a doubt the most intelligent man I've ever had inside of me. When we first met, Holden had just translated 680 of the ancient Japanese haiku poems by the poet Hirokoshi Mukadishu. And then last week, there was a newer moor in my life. Now it's a love that dare not speak its name. It's not a man, hell, it's not even a mammal, I don't think. Now this all started last Sunday when Jeremy took me to the opera house to see Madame Butterfly. Now I loathe Madame Butterfly and after the first act I excused myself to the restroom for much needed rest and relaxation. Now I'd been on the toot for about half an hour doing my Sudoku when I saw the reflection of something white and flappy in the metal toilet paper dispenser. So I peered closer to see if it was one of my body parts when I noticed that it was, the, it was actually the mirror image of cockatoo peering in the window from behind me. Now I suddenly felt very exposed, not because my pants were down, that's how I do Sudoku best. No, it was something in the cockatoo's eyes. Excitement. And he was a dirty cockatoo. It looked as though he had dipped his yellow crest into a vat of petrol, then combed it back and set it. And then do you know what this bird did? He winked at me. Okay, he could have been blinking with birds you can only see one eye at a time, but it felt like a wink. Well, I quickly pulled my pants up and rushed out of the toilet. So later that afternoon, as Jeremy and I are walking back to my Potts Point apartment building, who should I see grazing in a dumpster but that dirty cockatoo? And he looks straight at me and bobs his head up and down wildly and then swaggers towards us like he's real hot shit. And then do you know what he does? Well, that dirty cockatoo takes his foot claw up to his beak and sticks his tongue out in between the crevices in a very suggestive manner. Well, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. I know exactly what that means. So I tell Jeremy how uncomfortable this bird is making me feel. And do you know what Jeremy does? He laughs. He doesn't defend my honour and go and smack that bird in the face. No, he laughs. So I'm forced to take matters into my own hands like always. So I hail a cab flip Jeremy and the bird the bird and head straight to the Potts Point police station to take out a restraining order. Well, do you know what the little pug-faced pig behind the counter does when I tell her? She laughs. She laughs and says that in New South Wales you can't take restraining orders out on birds. Well, what kind of a nanny state is this, I scream. I am so infuriated and I feel so violated that I quickly rush home and light one of my tranquility candles from Byron and sink into a nice hot tub. 
Now, after about three minutes, my adrenals have finally returned to their natural, beautiful form when I should look out the window and who do I see in the branch but that dirty cockatoo. Now, my first impulse is to chuck the tranquility candle right at his head and lob the damn thing off. But he appears to have not taken any notice of me and I decide it is wiser to observe him. Let the hunted become the hunter. So I sink down a little further into the tub and pick up the binoculars that I keep on the floor in the bathroom to see if Jeremy is walking towards my apartment so I can quickly turn out all the lights. And I bring the binoculars to my eyes and I watch the cockatoo. Now he's sitting on a branch, seemingly not mindful of any other noises around him, just happily breaking branches with his beak and eating seeds. I must admit, I find his no-fuss attitude a bit refreshing, actually. And he's got a really big muscular neck, too, this cockatoo. It's really quite large. Ooh, and he keeps up lifting his tail and wiggling his fluffy white bum around, which you've got to admit is pretty cute. Now, he's been sitting with this branch kind of stuck to his head, so he's just snapped that branch kind of effortlessly so it stops bothering him. A man who likes to take action. That's nice, you know. If things are in his way, he cuts them down, you know. Jeremy could learn a thing or two. Now, the cockatoo normally stands so graciously, but now he's walking sideways, and it's quite cute, kind of like Napoleon. And now he's getting ready to take off with such determination in his eye. Off he goes into the sunset. And I don't know, in that moment... Some part of me deep inside comes alive again. A part of me that I'd forgotten about long ago. And that night as I lay next to Jeremy in bed, he's snoring really loudly because he's a mouth breather. I allow myself to wonder, what if? And so I shut my eyes and I imagine it. Soft white feathers gently caressing my cheeks, moving down the nape of my neck over my 52-year-old supple decollage and then down, down, down. <clears throat> and then we're soaring, both me and that dirty cockatoo, soaring high, Above the Opera House. And the walls are burning There's a cool cat in town Never settled down She loves chasing the dogs around There's a new kid around And she knows she is bound To be the leader of the whole rat pack And she won't wait for the return of the back There's a cool cat in town Never going down One day she's even heading for the crown Till they all start swaying Down 
in the club where the joint is jumping. The birds and the bees and the hip chicks are swinging. There's a cool cat in town, never settled down. She loves chasing the dogs around. There's a new kid around, and she knows she is bound to be the leader of the whole rat pack. And she won't wait for the return of the man. There's a cool cat in town, never going down. One day she's even heading for the crown. A cool cat in town. Show the big dogs what to do. Cool Cat in Town by Tape 5 from the album Tonight, Josephine. Thanks to comedian Kate Harris, who recorded a comedy skit for us today. Kate, if you would like to know, is a Sydney-based performer who writes plays, films and short stories. Her stories can be found in the ebook called The Sturgeon General Presents Kate Harris with Momentum Publishing. Kate can also be seen performing on ABC 2's new series Story Club in January 2015. And every so often, Kate also performs at a comedy venue, John Dwarf, which is located on Cleveland Street in Redfern. So check out their program and search for Kate Harris. The next track we'll hear is When You're Smiling by Louis Prima from an album called All Time Greatest Hits. And then we'll hear a French singer-songwriter Camille with Gospel with No Lord. When you're smiling, when you're smiling, when you're smiling, when you're smiling, and the smiles with you. And when you're laughing, when you're laughing, oh, you're laughing, oh, you're laughing. When the sun comes shining through. shining through When you're crying When you're crying You bring on the rain, on Stop, the rain. Your Stop your sign Won't you be happy again, happy again. When, you're smiling. when you're smiling Keep on smiling, Keep on smiling. And the world will smile On the joy, bring on the joy. Be happy, be happy. You gotta groove, my boy. You gotta groove, my 
smiling, when you're smiling, keep on smiling, and the world will smile for you. Cause I'm the sheik of Araby. Your love belongs to me. Oh, at night when you're asleep. Baby, into your den I'll creep. And the stars that shine above. We light our way to love. And you'll rule this crazy land with me. I'm the sheiky man. That's who I am. That's who I am.
that was Camille with Gospel with No Lord. Camille was performing a couple of years ago at the Sydney Festival. And talking about Sydney Festival, the 2015 version is coming up uh, starting on the 8th of January and going all the way until 26th of January. There is lots in store for us, but some of the highlights include an art installation by Chinese artist Zhang Huan, which will be installed at the Carriage Works during the festival. Juan will also be speaking about his work at Carriage Works on Thursday, 7th of January. This is a free event, but if you would like to attend, you will have to reserve your place via the Sydney Festival website. Continuing with our show, uh, there is another special recording done for this show in particular. Sydney-based performance artist Ivan Cheng has recorded one of his text scores for us. I have come across Ivan's work roughly a year ago when he had one of his works performed at Carriage Works, where he was at the time commissioned as a resident artist. This particular work was a piece devised for 100 performers, and in it there was no audience at such. Everyone who came to see the work immediately became a participant of a sort. For an hour of the performance, Ivan's text was fed into our ears via the headphones, which we have received upon the arrival, and we were encouraged to move through the space following instructions, rearranging the objects and vocalizing his lines. At any point, the audience participants were able to opt out from performing and sit aside and watch. This work, and in particular the quality of Ivan's writing, which is both autobiographical and resembles a stream of consciousness, grabbed me instantly and I became a fan of his work. Ever since and throughout this year, I have been following his art performed in various galleries and performance spaces around Sydney. So in preparation for this special Christmas edition on Eastside Radio 89.7 FM, I have got in touch with Ivan asking if he could record something for us. So what you will hear next is recording of one of his texts, which he wrote and he performs. The text is called Dusky River, Disky River, Dusky Rivet. Ivan is also a composer and a sound artist, and at the end of the text performance, you will hear an experimental version of Silent Night, which he composed in collaboration with Polish-American sound artist Derek Piotr intended as a first track of a hypothetical Christmas album. My friend Jack points out karaoke in Western countries as strangely reflective mimesis of mimesis. I went to a karaoke bar called Planet Rose. It's a nice place and I was first invited by friends around Christmas. We stood outside looking at the celebrities that had made appearances there, the actor, who plays Leo Spachemin in 30 Rock, is the only face I remember seeing. I'm back there now. It's a bar which is sloganed with, there's no space for stage fright, because there is no stage. The bartender gives me vodka sodas which glow, and my Norwegian friend, who is extroverted, an ambitious young artist, lays down Baz Luhrmann's track, Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen. She raps out, You are not as fat as you imagine. Don't worry about the future. And I find myself tearing up. Someone vampishly renders, Don't rain on my parade, just as recorded. And Alicia Keys has written that everything means nothing. Everything means nothing. I'm not sure what I want to sing this time. I'm not sure I want to sing this time. Maybe this time... Karaoke is an art of commitment and good humour. I'll do it. I choose to sing Björk's Hyber Ballad. It's real early morning. No one is awake. I'm back at my cliff, still throwing things off. I listen to the sounds they make on their way down. I follow with my eyes till they crash. Imagine what my body would sound like slamming against those rocks. And when it lands, will my eyes be closed or open? I'll go through all this before you wake up, so I can feel happier to be safe up here with you. And here I am, on the radio, transmitting from the tower, dropping little things off. You already know that my name is Ivan Cheng, and it is the end of 2014. I could greet you accordingly, 
performing score texts which are transcribed, replicated in cards everywhere. Scores like Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Christmas, Mazel Tov, Happy Anniversary, Get Well Soon, Congratulations, Congratulations, I don't know what I mean, and belief in these messages can only be generated by me and you. Or I suppose it's mostly you. I'm missing you. Wish you were here. Let me tell you parts of what I've been up to. For the last two years, text has really entered my work and a performance practice has shifted to the idea of curating I'm not so sure that such direct use of text is the way I want to keep on working. I've been thinking about pushing and pulling into placing them alongside more complex indirect languages. If this section of audio is to be roughly experienced in the mode I've expressed interest in over the past two years, you, the performer, will be listening through headphones and relaying the spoken text to observers in the space around you. I'll have been specific about how to interpret instructions, and I've placed you in the space with relation to the sources of light in the space, and in relation to the position or positions of the observer. But what this points to is a divorcing of image and its meaning, with a desire to impose meanings that don't directly correspond to what is seen, and having no control over what you see, I'll let this thought drop. I'm entranced with too much to tell you, and to bracket everything I'm thinking at this point, I'll quote Schelling's On the Nature of Philosophy or Science. For as long as it is ineffective, magic is equal to knowledge at rest. I'll repeat, for as long as it is ineffective, magic is equal to knowledge at rest. Do you believe in magic then? We are watching the moon, which is the largest it's been for a while. I'm now sitting with a friend and I focus and refocus my ears and eyes on different points, just to match the discovery of his. He says to me, focusing and glazing, it's about different types of focus, Ivan. More intoxicated than he is, my mind drifts from looking at certain points to looking into the recent past. I sprinted to this point. I've run down a street in suede shoes to be sitting here and away from a group of people, and I have realized in response to the repeated question of how do you feel, that there is a poor, unconscious instinct in me to appear facile. The swan song performed for a group of how do you feel was constructed around described images of fassbinders in a year with 13 moons and trying to focus their minds on style transition across mediums. The distance between cinematic and theatric. Absorbing character and letting go. Absorbing gender and letting go. Let's choose to view performance as sculpture to be curated into different settings, some relentlessly similar and some different, even unfavorable. With each new installation, an ideological campaign on territory begins or continues, and the idea of intellectual property transferring a type of capital or functioning a substantiation is unavoidable. How do we deal with the economy of production systems so the ephemeral enters memory? functioning beyond aesthetic or emotional pleasure. This transition into memory is necessary, a deployment of tools and privilege to function. And if the tools are supremely ornamental, virtuosic, they still function in a museological manner. A line is a choice executed over time, and this makes all others extinct. My work attempts to configure these lines into counterpoint, conscious of hierarchy and structure, but often vying for equality. What is the audience's ability to see or hear these lines? And how many permutations in their experience can be necessary? In a season, the luxury of repetition, how does their relationship to the material develop? And how seductive must the counterpoint be to maintain their interest? 
Be careful whose advice you buy, but be patient with those who supply it. Advice is a form of nostalgia. Dispensing it is a way of fishing the past from the disposal, wiping it off, painting over the ugly parts and recycling it for more than it's worth. Dishy River, Disky River, Dusky River. That was an experimental version of Silent Night, recorded and composed by Ivan Cheng, who is a Sydney-based performance artist and whose text we heard before the Silent Night. Thank you, Ivan, for recording this for us. Ivan regularly performs around Sydney in venues such as Alaska Projects or Carriage Works and so on. And if you would like to catch one of his works, which are all uh, really extraordinary, go to his website. It's ivancheng.com. So ivancheng.com. Next track on my list for today is Lilies of the Volley from the soundtrack album from Wim Wenders' beautiful 2013 film Pina, which was a tribute to German dancer and choreographer Pina Bausch. Thank you. 
That was Asian Dub Foundation with a song called Committed to Life from their 2001 album Community Music. We are slowly reaching the end of this show. I hope you're having a wonderful day for Christmas. I hope you are somewhere relaxing after your lunch and don't have much to do today besides listening to ESA Radio 89.7 FM. I will leave you today with uh, Lauren Hill's song, Do Zion, from her album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And I'd like to dedicate this song to all the up-and-coming mothers out there, and in particular to my uh, sister Jo and my friend Kim, who are expecting at the moment. After that, we'll hear a song from a Sydney-based band called On the Stoop. The song is called The Butt-Naked Blues, and it's from their uh, recently released album, On the Stoop. And you can catch on the stoop uh, often playing at Camelot Lounge or uh, Venue 505. Have a great day, everyone, and I look forward to talking to you soon. One day, I'm going to understand...